Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. Today, my guest is Tamara Shemaleski. She's a burn survivor. A short two-day weekend getaway turned into 63 days in the hospital, most of which were spent in ICU in the burn unit. She returned to Arizona on the 64th day, and now, hour by hour, day by day, she's battling back. Please help me welcome my guest today, Tamara Shimaliski. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, we've already talked about it. We've never met. This is the first time, but I saw your journey that you put out there on social media, and it really compelled me and inspired me. We all have our own story, and some, as you mentioned, battling internally, externally. So I know that there's only so much you can actually give as far as details on this, but where were you that this two-day weekend getaway turned in to change your life? So I went up to Minnesota for one of my best friend's son's wedding, and after the wedding that night, we decided to gather around a very small fire. Um, when I say small, um, not even two feet by two feet bucket. Um, we were standing around and somebody decided to pour something onto the fire, an accelerant um, that happened to then act almost as a torch and spray a shot of fire onto me. So you brought back something that I thought was fun. So I'm an outdoors person and I would go to the dunes with my family. Have you ever heard of a Sobe bomb? A Sobe bomb. Sobe's are those containers of the juices. And so, and I'm admitting this, and then we will never do this again, <laughs> but my son has learned also that it's a no-no. But it's neat to see you fill this Sobe bomb, which is just a soda, it's a Sobe, it's called Sobe, and you fill it up with fuel. And you throw it in the fire, and it makes this big plume. And so right here, right now, with you saying what you went through, we had a big fire, and it was so neat to see it light up, but you had a small fire, and accelerant, same thing. Uh, fortunately, I didn't have anything happen, but I'm pretty certain that this will change a lot yeah. of things. Um, when I say small fire, I'm talking this big, in a bucket, this deep. Oh my. Very small. Um, it definitely has changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. um, I happened to be recording it when it happened, Record. Oh no, so you see yourself on that? Um, I don't see myself. I see the angle of it coming at me. Okay. The last thing that hits my phone is the flash of fire. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I haven't been able to go back and watch it. Um, I, and I don't know that you would want to. It sounds like yeah, a lot not of at P this point yeah. anyway. PTSD yeah. for sure. Yeah. Were you coherent in that 63 days? Um, I was. So I remember the entire situation happening. I never lost consciousness at all until I was put into the ambulance. Um, they gave me a hundred units of fentanyl, mm -hmm. um, said they were going to put me in a better place, and they did. Um, it just so happened that at that time um, they had to beg me oh. because it didn't go so well. No. Um, they took me to the first hospital. They couldn't keep me there. Put me back in the ambulance, sent me to the next hospital, gave me another 100 units of fentanyl, had to beg me again. Oh my gosh. Um, when I got to the hospital, um, 
somewhere it was translated wrong, that I had 10 units and 10 units. So at that time they thought I had some drugs in my system. So when they decided it was time to clean me, I woke up very angry and in a lot of pain because they didn't give me any other um, drugs, any other medication to help me get through that. And they didn't have an anesthesiologist on <laughs> that night for some reason. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so they cleaned me without any medication. It was not a pretty sight. Um, the next couple days, are, I was in a lot of um, in and out. They had given me a lot of medication to keep me um, happy, I should say. <laughs> so. Body temperature, body yeah. every, mind, yeah. mind yeah. body, and so on. How much of your body is burned? Um, I am burned 38% of my body, so from my abs down to my toes okay. with third degree burns. Third degree burns. Yes. Third degree is mainly, from what I understand, serious. As far as it goes for most people, mm -hmm. when they get to fourth, it's not too good. Is this also where skin grafts come into play? Yes. So I am grafted um, on my abs, on my thighs, my calves, my feet, my toes. Um, they took the skin off my back, my behind, and the back of my legs. So basically my whole body has been affected. Um, when I went into the hospital originally, um, my face was burned. Um, thankfully it wasn't. They called it a flash burn. Um, they did tell me from the start, or my family from the start, that it would probably heal. I have a couple of very small spots that will hopefully get better over time. Mm -hmm. But I'm very blessed that my face doesn't look like the rest of my body. No. So. So then that would come into self-esteem. And I'm sure we all have this image that we can dress our best, look our best, but the clothes hide stuff, and we like to use the mask phrase. Um, how does that work with you and your self-esteem? Once you had your body look a certain way, and now you've described where now other parts of your body have now been altered because it was covering other parts to mm -hmm. keep it in, and mended. Yes. So I tell everybody, I'm 51. Okay. It took me probably 47 years to love myself. Mm. Um, I'm thankful mm -hmm. that I loved myself when this accident happened because I can't imagine not loving myself. Um, I'd be in a way worse position than I am now. Um, when it initially happened, I was devastated, mm -hmm. and I still am, but mm -hmm. I was not in a good place at all for quite a while. Um, even after I got home from the hospital, I had my days hit and miss of mm -hmm. very tough days. Um, I just was able to tell a friend a couple weeks ago, and it's five months later since the beginning of this, um, that I think I'm starting to love myself again. Mm. Um, I am accepting what has happened to me. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I'll never like it. Mm -hmm. But it's either accept it and move on or sit in the corner and cry. And in the meantime, life is passing you by. Right. And I still have, you know, I still, I have four kids. Three are grown adults in their 20s. I have one left who's 15. And it's not fair to him no. for me to sit in a corner. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to go on with my life, help him go on with his, and try and keep it as, keep it as normal as possible. We use the word normal, but it is so different for everybody in different situations. And however long it gets us to that normal. Yeah. You know, what we see is not always what it is. No, it's not. And, you know, he sees behind the scenes when I'm at home and when I'm in pain and when I can't walk real well. And... He's also going to unfortunately see me when I go out in public and I, you know, don't have it covered up. 
Um, so at first it was, I was worried about that with him because I didn't want to embarrass him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a teenager, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, he's an amazing young man mm -hmm. and he doesn't, <laughs> he acts like it's never even happened. I think as a parent, no, I'm not gonna say I think, I know because I have a son, um, how we raise them to teach other people how to be treated. And that starts with us, and it also starts with our homes. So you yeah. raising him to understand that this is something that happened that was out of your control. This is something you've accepted and still have to be presentable to the world, how you feel is right. presentable to the world. It's not something he should feel shameful, but like you said, we've got these parts of our lives where we think, oh, well, this is embarrassing, but this is the new norm. Yeah. And it's like, um, this, I've got to love every yeah. part of me. Right, and, that, and that's what I want him to do, mm -hmm. you know? Love yourself for all your flaws, mm -hmm. you know? We all have scars. Mm -hmm. I wear mine mostly on the outside. Mm -hmm. Some people have them on the inside, right? We all have mm -hmm. to deal with it mm -hmm. one way or another. We do, we do. So tell me when, the very beginning of this, you already talked about the, um, the burn, how much you have on your, how did you move forward? I know it wasn't that long ago you mentioned, I mean, therapy, walking, yeah. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, when I came back here, they put me in touch with a place to do therapy. Um, they had given me a couple different ones. I looked up which one my insurance, you know, covered and went there. I think I made it three appointments. Oh. And uh, they had me laying on the bed for, you know, 45 minutes massaging my body and letting me ride the bike for 10 minutes. And I thought that was amazing. And then I was like, after a couple times, I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot lay mm. on a bed and not do anything. Um, so I turned to Facebook and I asked if anybody knew of anybody who worked with burn survivors, any therapists. And a friend of mine reached out and said, yeah, move human performance. And I had taken my son there a year before for a knee injury. Um, I didn't realize that they did burns but I'm stinking happy that I asked that question <laughs> because they're my new home. They're mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. They have, uh, they have me doing the same workout that you or anybody else would be doing right now. And I mean, the very first day I walked in there, um, Chad is one of the owners, Chad and Jackie, they're amazing. And Chad said to me, I'm not gonna treat you like you're a burn survivor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> right, know? right. Well, little did I know that soon I would be running on a treadmill, you know, eight miles per hour, minute at a time, and standing on an upside down bosa ball, balancing, and. So what are they teaching you? This isn't just going to a gym and working out. What are they no. teaching you? They are, so back it up a little bit. I was kind of a gym nut. Okay. I spent all my spare time in the gym mm -hmm. because I didn't really have any much going on. If I didn't have my boy, I was at the gym. I wasn't trying to be some crazy person, but I just, that's where it was like my therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so I spent a lot of time there. And so going into MOVE, everything they have me doing, I pretty much have done in some sense in the, in the past. Mm -hmm. But the one main thing that they have taught me is to move. Number mm -hmm. one, don't mm -hmm. stop moving. Mm -hmm. And number two, you will never say I can't. Because oh. if you say I can't, Chad will prove you wrong, right? I love that phrase because I would tell my kids, oh, they'd say, I can't. And I'd say, um, can't isn't an option unless you've tried. And then you can't even say you can't because you tried, right? right. So yeah. can't isn't an option. No, it's not. And they do, I mean, they have me doing everything, pushing sleds, 
And last week he had me doing bear crawls forward, bear crawls backwards. So I used to go to the gym and I used to swim and your body already retains the memory, the muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're not having to start from like square one because you already were going to the gym prior to this for other reasons, but right. this actually worked out. So is there scar tissue when they're massaging you that they're trying to make sure it doesn't build up? What is yes. that? So it's real important um, not to let my scars build up. Um, if they do, they're gonna get even worse looking mm -hmm. um, and they'll stop my mobility. Mm -hmm. um, they, so they massage my scars, they keep my movement going, they'll, they'll work my ankles a lot because my, my left ankle, my foot doesn't want to lay flat, mm. um, so they have to work that a lot mm -hmm. um, to get it to go flat. Um, if I'm in heels, it's fabulous for me, but not so fabulous for my, <laughs> my, my ankles. Um, I did make a mistake of wearing heels to work one day and then going straight to PT, and I could not get flat my... Flat your foot? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a, a big lesson learned that I won't do that again, because <laughs> that... I go to therapy three days a week for two and a half hours a day. And that day, I think I was there a little over three hours. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it, it was stubborn and not happy with me, so yes. So I understand, and this is how I found you on social media, was you had put out one of your, being at the gym, being at the, what's the name of the facility? Move Human Performance. Move Human. I saw you doing one of your um, therapies. And I was like, what is she doing? And you were in shorts, so your burns mm -hmm. were exposed, as if you were at the gym like anyone else with the hair pulled back, and you were talking to everybody about, this is what I'm doing, this is how I have to do it. And I was like, wow, that is so courageous. And then I thought to myself, at any time, anybody's life can change like that. And you just got back up. I'm sure it wasn't that easy, as anybody would say, oh, it's not that easy. Well, no, it's not. But you get to a point where you say, I don't want to sit here in this anymore. I want to be able to do something more. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is something that you're teaching other people. But in the meantime, you're that person that you have to figure out how you're going to make sure. And so when I saw you working out, I was like, I got to talk to her. Yeah, no, I, and in, initially I did not. I'll tell you, I left the hospital at 63 days initially. I did not even look at my legs till that week. Oh. I refused to look at my, myself. Okay. I held a towel up when they would do my dressing changes. Um, I just refused, I would not look. And I got into the shower one day, or into the area where they were doing my dressing changes, and I happened to accidentally look down without having a towel there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so this is what I look like, right? Um, then I left the hospital, I refused to touch my legs. Okay. Um, it wasn't until maybe a month into Move Human Performance that I mean, Chad would tease me daily, you know, touch your legs. He would try and get me to do exercises, touch my legs. So what I, was that all about? Why were you not? I just couldn't get myself to touch them. I just, I mean, they look, they look different. Mm -hmm. They feel different. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it was, but... Did that bring you back down? It, it didn't. Um, it was tough. Um, it's definitely tough, but one day I was at home and I have my sweet godson had some of these made up. They say Tammy Strong, mm -hmm. and um, everybody's wearing them around me, mm -hmm. and everybody kept saying like, "You're so strong, you're so strong." You know, they only see what you post mm -hmm. um, or what they hear. You know, mm -hmm. um, that day I put this bracelet on to remind me that you know everybody else is wearing them and they think I'm strong and maybe this will help me know that I'm strong right mm -hmm. um, and I happened to look down at it that day and I was like this is it 
I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch my legs. I'm going to rub lotion on my own legs. My sister had been doing it for months. Mm -hmm. She's the one that she came to the hospital the very first day I got injured and stayed with me for the first five months, every day at my side doing everything for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew her time to leave was going to be soon. She's from Minnesota, so she had to go back and get back into her own life. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew I had to do it mm. at some point. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a couple days before that, I had put gloves on, rubber gloves, and was doing my legs. And I was just like, I can't, I've got to do this. You know, I've got to be the strong one. It, it doesn't matter how many other people think I'm strong. No, no, it doesn't. And, and I thought I was strong, mm -hmm. but I was like, I can't even touch my own legs. How strong am I? You know? I think the concept that people are thinking when they say strong for whatever our stories is, is it's not something they think that they could do and see you doing it. But they don't understand that that struggle that you have is the last thing you're saying is I'm strong, like you just yeah. said. I'm not strong. This is my new norm and I have to figure this out. And if someone doesn't understand where I have been as to why I am the way that I am, well, that's on them. I still have to wake up to myself every right. single day. And walk with my story. Yeah. And I met um, a, a, a burn survivor here after I came back who's been a big part of my life. And um, I remember the very first day I met him. And I said, I'm not worried about my physical strength. Mm -hmm. I'll be back in the gym doing that mm -hmm. because that's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about that at all. Mm -hmm. It's the mental, mm -hmm. you know, the emotional. Mm -hmm. it's all, it's all, it all has to come together at some point um, for you to live, to actually live your life. Yeah. Right? hundred so. percent, you're right. Yeah. So where are you at on your journey right now? Um, I like to think I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. um, however, they have told me from the very beginning, you take one step forward and four steps back. Yeah. And it's been pretty true. Matter of fact, today I went to the doctor and I said, my ankle's been bothering me. There's just, there's a part of my ankle's been bothering me. And they said, you've been saying that for a while. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a couple months. And so they said, we're gonna send you down to get an x-ray. So I went down to get an x-ray and I have like eight staples left in my skin. <laughs> One oh, which really? happens to be right there that's probably causing the, the pain. The rest of them aren't. I had a staple taken out a couple weeks ago in, on my knee. This is part of the graphing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So when they did the graphs, and, and it, I have to be fair, when they did the initial graphs in Minnesota, they put so many staples in me. My sister would say like, they must be getting paid by the staple because there's that many, right? <laughs> I don't mean to so, laugh, no, I'm sorry. But, so there's bound to be some that have been missed because as your skin grows, they grow over them. They try to get them all. Um, but yeah, so I go in on April 6th for another surgery, um, a laser surgery to help with the appearance and the coloring. Um, and they'll take out, I know for sure, they'll take out the one staple. I haven't heard back from my doctor's office yet what they're going to do about the rest. But. So I don't know that anyone can see your foot, but I can, and both your feet actually. Does this hurt? It does not. Okay. Um, it's funny because when I first initially see people, they're like, I don't know if I can squeeze you. Right. And I'm like, you can squeeze me as much as you want, please okay. do. Okay. Right. Nothing hurts um, unless I have an open sore. So with burns also come along, uh, come with it friction blisters. Mm -hmm. um, so different areas will rub for whatever reason mm -hmm. and a blister will form and then it turns into an open blister and a sore. So right now I have like four or five of them on my legs that just happened over the last week mm. that are a little painful, mm -hmm. um, but I just had to take care of them. And so do you, does your clothing have to fit a certain way then so that that isn't avoiding 
situation? Um, the tighter the better, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> under my clothes, um, I have to wear burn garments. So I have one part of it goes from my abs, my upper abs down to right below my knee. The next set goes from right above that portion down around each individual toe. And then I have a third part that comes over my toes and in between my toes to stop from stop me from getting webbed toes. So I don't have the lower portions on right now. Okay. They're being um, altered, but. You have stylish shoes on. You need to show them the <laughs> shoes off too. And I think you're very courageous to be able to show that you have burns. And someone, this is the one thing when we're kids, you know, don't ask questions. Right. I was always told, Christine, don't talk to strangers. It's working out okay. And I asked too many questions. That's working out okay. Right. And um, one of the questions is, um, if you don't ask, you don't know. And if someone doesn't want to answer it, then they have that right to right. as well. Yeah. And I just feel that if someone wants to ask you, you have that right to say that um, versus us being ignorant to think we know. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I don't mind people asking. Matter of fact, I was out a couple weeks ago um, with my family eating dinner and we ran into some friends and the mom, the son said, I think that's Brody's mom. And oh. so the mom came over and was talking to me and she's like, oh, hi, you know, and walked over to the table to see the rest of the, the family and they have a younger boy and he's like, she's like, you know Brody's mom? And he's like, no, you know, just kind of looking at me. And he goes, oh, are you the one that started on fire? Oh, <laughs> and I know that they probably were like, child, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I said, yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately I was. But oh, yeah, no, no, I welcome, I, I never get upset anybody asks questions. Mm -hmm. If you don't ask, you don't know, like you said. Mm -mm. So where, this is gonna be an opportunity for people to watch your journey as I got a quick glimpse of it. Where can we find you, should someone wanna see what you're doing on your journey? Um, so I try to post regularly mm -hmm. on my Instagram, which is Tammy Shim. It's T-A-M-I-C-H-M. Um, just try to throw in my daily or my weekly little updates in there. Try not to do it too crazily, but it's just so exciting when I, when I get to a new part or when I, and when I do something new or I, and I, I had never thought I could run eight miles per hour for a minute, you know, or I never thought I could run for five minutes at a time. Like, these are all things that I like to share. Of course, I share some of the not so great things as well, just mm -hmm. because as a burn survivor, um, we heal on the outside, we don't heal quickly on the inside. Right. So even though I'm not, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to touch me, I still have a lot going on. And so people tend to think like, oh, she was burned, she's better. Mm. I'm far from better. Mm. You know, so the first one to two years is gonna be tough. I'm in five months right now. That's a short time. Yes. You're actually doing very well. Thanks. Yes. So um, before I ask my final question, why did you decide to put this on social media? Is it something that was helping you or other people? I think both. Mm -hmm. um, initially, I didn't want people to wonder. I didn't want them to think, you know, what's going on, what happened? And I didn't want to carry around like a big secret. You know, I wanted to know, I wanted people to know if I run into you, hey, how are you doing? It's, it's hard when somebody has a tragedy in their life. Mm -hmm. You really don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. You mean it well mm -hmm. and you want to say something to them, but mm -hmm. You just don't know, and, and I just wanted to open it up, like, hey, if, if I can help one person, I'll be happy. You know, I, I didn't know anybody who was a burn survivor before this, mm -hmm. and so when it happened to me, and my, my family, myself, we didn't know, we didn't know, we still don't know what to expect half the time, really, to be honest. Can I tell you that goes with any part of our life right now? <laughs> Every yeah. person that comes in here, somehow that comes into the conversation. I'm like, I think we all can agree that that's something that is a normal. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's why I did it, I just want, I wanted it to be out there. Good for you. 
Well, you caught my attention, and so that's why I have you here. And um, you know, the word being vulnerable always comes up, but it has two sides to it. You know, there's a part of being vulnerable to say, I'm gonna expose everything about me and you're not gonna judge me or take from me. And then there's the part that says, I wanna share with you because I'm gonna expose myself and I want you to be benefiting from right. it. And so I thank you for being on that positive part of the vulnerability. Thank you. So my final question is this. If I only had one question to ask to get to know someone or think I know anything about them, it would be this. What message would you like to leave based on your journey of life? Um, you know, we hear it all the time that you shouldn't take life for granted. Mm. And it's the whole not me thing. Mm -hmm. Can't happen to me. Mm -hmm. I, you just got to pre be prepared, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, not only emotionally, like I said, it took me so long to love myself. Mm -hmm. I was there. But also financially. Uh, another thing I'd love, love to say is I went to a donor event. Um, didn't dawn on me until I was there. I went there to listen to a friend speak. Didn't dawn on me to think I was a recipient. My first graphs were cadaver. So oh. wow. I just encourage everybody to become a donor. I am an organ donor. Yes. And I don't think people really understand how much of an organ donor that really means. So I would ask people to check that out. I know there are certain things that are not donatable, but there are things that are definitely life-changing. Yes. For sure. I would have never thought that. Yep. I know that um, there's people that will say, I want to be cremated. Well, there's parts of you that you can say, I want this before that too. Yes. Um, so, and I learned that myself. Yep, right. um, but wow, to have, to have something else from someone else to save your life is amazing. Yeah, especially when you don't know. No, and you're talking about skin. You're not talking yeah. about like an organ. No. Usually you hear about organ yes. donating. This is a completely different thing. Yes. Wow. So my first layer of grafts were cadaver and then your body rejects them and then they come in with yours, your skin, so. Interesting, yes. science never ceases yes. to amaze exactly, me. Exactly, right? Oh my gosh, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Definitely being vulnerable and sharing your story. And again, your Instagram account is? Tammy Shim. T-A-M-I-C-H-M got to follow her. You're going to be inspired by it. Thank you. And there it is. We have it on the screen. Perfect. Thank you once again. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> if you have a story you want to share that is inspiring as today's was, or to give hope on someone on their journey, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor, you can also email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. And don't forget to follow, subscribe to catch more stories and stories of hope. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.